I've heard it said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Often we're bound and determined to get our way and we'll move heaven and earth to do it and try as we might, it doesn't happen. Then we get frustrated, angry, depressed, We fall into despair and then wonder if God is really listening to our prayers at all. It's even worse when what we want is good and holy because we look at God and say, why aren't you answering my prayers? I mean, this is for your glory anyway. This good thing we want for people because we love them. Sometimes we get resistance, we get blowback, we get bad behavior. We can even be outright persecuted. Yet if we are going to be followers of the Lord Jesus, then we have to follow Him in everything, and that means even in His passion and death. The very first generation of Christian disciples learned that real quick. I mean, they burst forth from the upper room at Pentecost, overflowing with Holy Ghost power in abundance. They were signed, sealed, and delivered by grace. They've been given a mission to go to the ends of the earth to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They had all of the gifts of nature and grace to take over the world for Christ. And we know by faith that in the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist, each one of us is a soldier for Christ equipped to do battle with no less than what the apostles received. But then it seems to all go terribly wrong. We're laughed at, ridiculed, or mocked, or worse yet, ignored. We do our best to hand on the Catholic faith, and then even our children leave the church. We do our best to stay faithful to our marriage vows, and then the same spouse who promised to be true in good times and in bad sees the bad and hightails it out of our home and breaks apart our family. We do our best to be open to life and welcome our fertility as a gift and then struggle to protect and provide on a daily basis. It doesn't seem to make sense sometimes. We get in these situations where it can even seem like God has abandoned us. And so we're reminded of the salty comeback of St. Teresa of Avila to Jesus when he quite literally knocked her off her high horse when she was riding one day, if this is how you treat your friends, Lord, I can see why you have so few. You are my friends if you do what I command you, the Lord says in no uncertain terms. We want to be friends with Jesus. We want to share eternal friendship with him in heaven. 
But in conforming our lives to the pattern of Jesus, we have to be ready to suffer and die in this life so that we can rise with him in the next. Paul and Barnabas were among the, that second generation of disciples who were formed by the apostles themselves. They were so close to Christ, they were known themselves as apostles, as Christ sent them forth, just like he did the twelve. Paul and Barnabas had received a warm welcome at every place they had been until they arrived at Antioch of Pisidia. All who were destined for life came to believe. There were those who heard the word preached to them and assented to the word that life-giving faith saves us with. But not everybody. In fact, when Paul and Barnabas went to Antioch of Pisidia, everything that could go wrong seemed to just go wrong. And it wasn't because Paul and Barnabas had failed or weren't good enough or weren't faithful enough. It wasn't because they got the wrong message or said it in the wrong way or were in the wrong place at the wrong time. The book of Acts tells us the Jews incited the women of prominence who were worshipers and the leading men of the city and stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas. There was an actual conspiracy hatched against them. Two men, four guests who were traveling through and just talking about God with people who knew God provoked a reaction that was disproportionate. Acts chapter 13 said that they were met with violent abuse. So what do they do? Did they stay and just take the abuse? Did they remain in Antioch and try to scheme and plan other ways to get their message across and convert people? Did they stock up on Bibles and catechisms to shove down the throats of their enemies and respond to violent abuse with an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth? No, that's not what they did at all. After prayerful discernment, they realized with great maturity that the hearts and minds of too many people in that city were closed. Only God could open them. And so with a great freedom of spirit, they left. They shook the dust from their feet and went to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Paul and Barnabas were faithful in going to Antioch of Pisidia. And they were faithful in leaving Antioch of Pisidia. The scriptures don't tell us if some of those people later reflected on the gospel and came to faith later because a seed was planted in them that would later grow. The scriptures don't tell us this, 
But history tells us that Paul and Barnabas were succeeded by a whole line of bishops who continued their work. In Antioch of Pisidia, which was a hub of a major trade route, became a flourishing center of Christian civilization. In the year 713, the Arab Umayyad prince Al-Abbas ibn Walwalid conquered the city and massacred all of the Christians. The city that turned Paul and Barnabas out of it for preaching the gospel ended with all of its citizens receiving a martyr's crown for the ultimate sacrifice for Christ. Centuries later, the Turks renamed it Yalvach, or prophet, in honor of Paul, who is considered a prophet in Islam. Today, this once mighty city has a population a little less than Taylor, South Carolina, and all of its churches are in ruins. Here's the thing. The way you live your life for God you never know how that story is going to end. You may be persecuted even by people you love and kicked out of places where you were just trying to do good. But you might also plant seeds that will flower later, and you'll enjoy them for heaven. You might pay the ultimate sacrifice of your life for God. And you might just stay in your place as a silent reminder of a love ever ancient, but ever new. No matter what happens, don't be afraid. Go where the sacred heart leads your heart, and then use the brain the good God gave you to detach and go where you're needed next one foot in front of the other, all the way to the eternal Jerusalem, no matter which road takes you there.